Well, praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs 15. Again, that's Proverbs 15. And we'll begin reading at verse one. It says a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Soft answer, a soft answer turns away wrath. We all have heard this saying, you may win the battle, but lose the war. We hear that in all types of situations, but this is really in essence what this is saying. Let me say it a better way. Many times, we can craftily, we can cunningly design our battle plans. In other words, what we're going to say to a person, we have everything mapped out to a T and we will celebrate in our minds what we're going to do. I'm going to tell that person this. I'm going to tell that person that, but end up losing the war. Let me give you an example of what I'm what I'm talking about. Uh, it, been some, it has been some time ago where it was I was acting as an advisor at this uh, college and this young lady came into my office to register for classes for the upcoming semester. Well, while we were uh, getting her uh, registered for classes, you know, we began to engage in small talk and things of that nature. And she says, you know, she was talking to me saying that, you know, I have to, you know, I have a, um, a job is okay, but you know, I want to better myself, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. And then she began to, to explain to me that she had a really good job. I said, okay. And she said, I was in a medical field making $26 an hour. Well, it, at, during that time, it kind of got my attention. I said, okay, why, what, what happened here? And she said, well, I was once again working at this uh, uh, medical place and, uh, and this person of a different uh, race, a different ethnicity, if you will, uh, began to pick at me. And she began to bother me over and over again. And, and just one day I just had enough and I went off on her. I cussed her out. I got her told. And I said, okay. I said, well, what was the result of that? And she said, well, they terminated me. I said, okay, well, did they terminate the young lady who aggravated you? And she said, no, but I got her. I told her off. And, you know, it's one thing to hear a person talk about how they really, uh, uh, got a person, told a person off. But then there's another thing when you begin to see that they really don't see what they have done. You see, I, I began to talk to young lady. I said, okay, you know, cause I see once again that she, she didn't realize she hadn't realized what had happened. And I said, so you're here registering for classes. She said, yes. Why? Because I want to better myself. I said, well, let me ask you something. I said, did you, were you thinking about uh, college, going to college when you were making uh, the, in the medical field? She said, no, I, I wasn't. That thought hadn't even crossed my mind. And I said, okay. 
I said, well, you were making 26,000, I'm sorry, $26 an hour, which means you were approximately making $54,000 a year. She said, yes, that's right. I said, okay. I said, how much do you make on your current job, if you don't mind me asking? She said about $10 an hour. I said, okay, so you're making about $21,000. She said, yes. He said, but I'm going to college to better myself. I said, okay, that's a good thing. I said, how much does it cost to attend this institution for a year? She said, 10000 So it's going to take you four or five years going full time to, uh, to complete your degree. And you will hope to get back at that salary. She said, yes, you're right. I know that may be slim, but I, I, may, I think I can do it. I said, okay. I said, young lady, listen, I understand you are to be commended for going back to better yourself. But before you uh, go any further, you know, I just want to talk to you about some things. Just let me ask you this. Let's go back. I said, so you're here in college to better yourself. She said, yes. Okay. I said, because, you know, you're you're making $10 an hour. You're making $21,000 a year. She said, yes. I said, that's because you were terminated on a job. She said, yes. I said, okay, and you were making $54,000 a year. She said, yes. And I said, you lost a job because you allowed someone to get under your skin and you told them off, you cursed them out, and you were terminated. Then she began to realize. She began to see. You see, this young lady for a while was suffering from her successes due to the battle that she had won. She was suffering from success of her battles. You know, many times we do the same thing in our mind. We have some estranged relationships. We, we have some disconnects, but only thing in our mind, we're thinking about how we got that person told, how we, how we told that person off. We told that person what we felt about them. And as a result, we are currently suffering from the successes of our battles won. In other words, although we won the battle, we lost the war. We lost the war. As a result, now let's let's go back, let's look at some things. Because we wanted to have the last say so, because we wanted to, to let that person know how they made us feel, because we wanted to justify why we did what we did. We wanted to justify our actions. We lost the war. We won the battle, but lost the war. The word of God says that he resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, When you're walking with the Lord, it may at times require you to lose some verbal altercations, to walk away for peace sake. It may on the short end seem as if you lost the battle, but by doing so, you will always win the war. In other words, you can go. God can work in that situation where you can go back to that person if need be. God can deal with that person's heart to bless you. But when you act in the flesh and you have these strange relationships, you know, let me say this. When we cunningly 
tactfully, I should say strategically, prepare for battle and we win that battle, you know what the results are many times? Divorce, being passed up for a promotion, being demoted, being fired, estranged relationships with our children, our parents, or our close loved ones, or our one-time best friends. You know, what we oftentimes what we'll do with unknowingly, there are people who God wanted to use to bless us in our future, but because we told them off. You know, especially once again, you can tell a person off where there's no rebuttal. They can't say anything back. Yes, you won that battle, but you lost the war. But in doing so, guess what? God can no longer use that person to bless you. See, the Lord had that person to was going to put that person in a position to be a blessing to you later on in the future. But you severed the relationship. The word of God says a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. You all. Like the example given about the young lady, many times we're walking around just eyes blinded to the fact because we think in our mind, we're legends in our own mind that we told that person off, we won the battle, we told that person how we, how we felt about them. We, you know, there's a song that says, let your feelings show. In fact, uh, that Earth, Wind and Fire song, y'all remember, let your feelings show. Every day you got to let your feelings show. Yeah, that was a that was a nice song, but it was had nothing but deception. You see, anytime that we hear words like let your feelings show, let your voice be heard. You have a right to express your opinion in those uh, statements are always seeds of rebellion. There are always seeds of rebellion. Who says you need to let your feelings show? Who says you need to state your opinion? Who says that you need to tell people how they made you feel? Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God, not those who are led by their flesh or their feelings. They're not to be called the sons of God because they're led by something other than the spirit of God. You all, God wants to promote us. He wants to bless us, but guess what? We have a part to play in every situation. The word of God says, once again, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. When you tell that person how you feel or tell that person how they made you feel or you got to let your feelings show. Always remember when you do so. From your own flesh, the word of God says this way, if you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. It won't turn out good. You won the battle, but you lost the war. All what I describe is vividly illustrated in the life of Rehoboam. Rehoboam. Now, who is Rehoboam? Rehoboam was King Solomon's son, and this story can be found in 1 Kings chapter 12. The word of God says that Solomon at this point had passed. 
And so Rehoboam went to Shechem and it is there that the people of God, Israel, was there to make him officially their king. Well, during that time, the people had a question for Rehoboam. They said, Rehoboam, they said, your father made uh, uh, put heavy yokes around our necks. In other words, they taxed us. He taxed us heavily. Will you do the same, Rehoboam? Rehoboam said, listen, come back to me in three days and I'll give you an answer. Well, the word of God says that Rehoboam consulted with the wise men, the older men. These were Solomon's advisors who once again advised Solomon when he was living. They told him, Rehoboam, King Rehoboam, if you would serve the people. Now, notice the words that I am using. If you would serve the people, be a servant to the people and answer kindly to the people, they will be your servants forever. Once again, the word of God says a soft answer turns away wrath. Now, the word of God says that Rehoboam did not like the advice that he received from the old wise man. So he went to his peers. Now, who who was his peers? Those people, the word of God says, who grew up with him in the palace. Those people who he knew from kindergarten, those people, once again, his homeboys, he grew up back in the day, although he's still young. The young men told him, the young people advised him. They said, you tell the people that my father made your yoke heavy and thick around your neck, but I'm going to make it heavier. In fact, my father, King Solomon, chastised you with a whip, but I am going to chastise you with a scorpion. Well, Rehoboam followed the advice of his peers rather than the old wise men, the advisors, those who was once an advisor to his father. And so when he reported this to the people, the people got angry. In fact, the people said, well, who is the house of David? We don't care about the house of David. Let me stop right here because there's another important story that's going to intersect here. A few chapters earlier, there was a man by the name of Jeroboam who was a servant of King Solomon. He was just a servant. But one day, King Solomon saw that this young man, the word of God says that he was an industrious young man. In other words, he had a gift of administration. The boy knew what to do. He knew how to command the people. He knew how to run things. Once again, he had the gift of administration. So King Solomon gave him a high position in his administration where all was well until one day this young man, Jeroboam, was walking. And while he was walking, the prophet of God came to meet him and they began to walk together. Well, the prophet of God began to prophesy him using symbols. So the word of God says that the prophet of God tore these these uh, clothing, this cloth into 10 pieces. 
And he said, thus said the Lord, the Lord is going to give you 10 of the tribes of Israel because Israel has sinned and began to worship idol gods. But he said, because of my servant, David, in other words, for David's sake, King Solomon's descendants or King David's descendants will keep two of the tribes for David's sake, for my servant David's sake. How many of y'all know that God remember the works that you've done? Well, somehow King Solomon got wind of that information. He found out about that prophecy and he sought to kill Jeroboam. So Jeroboam had to flee for his life and he went to Egypt. Well, word back, got back to Jeroboam that King Solomon had died. Then he returned back to Israel. Now, let's pick up where we left off in the story. Once again, the people were angry. They were furious at Rehoboam's reply at his answer to their questions. Remember, the word of God says, but grievous words stir up anger. And the people began to say, who is this house of David? In other words, we don't care about the house of David. And then the word of God says they heard that Jeroboam had returned to Israel. Now, let's look at this for a moment. Jeroboam was an administrator. In fact, Solomon gave him a high position in his administration. So he was already a proven person because Solomon was not going to allow any money, anyone who was uh, half baked, if you will, to work for him in such a high position. So the people gathered together, 10 of the tribes of Israel, they banded together and made Jeroboam their king. And he became king of Israel while Rehoboam was king of Judah and Benjamin. Now, let's look at something. Rehoboam had the opportunity, like his father, like his grandfather, to rule all of Israel. But because he had grievous words, because he elected not to humble himself and be a servant as the old wise men, as Solomon's advisors advised him to, he followed the dictates, or I should say the advice of his peers. He lost 10 tribes. We can say it this way. He lost some money. He lost some power and he lost some influence. See, the Lord God Almighty, he knew exactly what was going to happen. But, you know, once again, Rehoboam, because he did not give a soft answer, the advisors advised him to answer kindly, but he didn't. The word of God says a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up angry. He lost over half of his kingdom. So it is with us today. You know, we can all look over our lives and we can think about if we think about it. There are some battles we won, but we suffered from the success of those battles. In other words, we won the battle, but we lost the war. We were suffering 
because of the successes of our battles won. You all, God wants us to walk with humility. If you walk with humility, the Lord can promote you. Once again, the word of God says that God, he resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What do you mean grace? Grace to do what it is that God has called them to do. Grace to, to walk in humility. Or I should say grace to walk in love. Grace to say, you know what? I can apologize even though I did not do anything wrong. I can still do, hear the spirit of God tell me what to do even if my flesh is acting up. Will you allow God? Will you walk in the humility of God? Will you obey God's commandments? Obey God's commandments. Avoid grievous words. Give soft answers. Walk with humility and live the abundant life. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.